Jacqueline. I'm the Principal Consultant at Ask Europe and this is the Unlocking Your Potential podcast. And today I thought we would get a bit of a view from Gen Z. So I've got a couple of guests with me here, uh, Bethan and Elle. Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, uh, full disclosure, Bethan is actually my eldest child. Elle is Bethan's friend. But what I wanted to do was get them to come along to talk about expectations, what their understanding is of the working world, a bit about like kind of the stereotypes and the stuff that is frustrating. Um, and yeah, just kind of talk about learning and development and stuff like that. So Bethan, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes, I'm Bethan. I am 19 years old and I did maths and history and further maths a level and i'm going to do a degree in maths and philosophy next year i'm al i'm 18 i did english for a little bit at a level and i dropped it for media and did art and psychology as well and i'm now at uni studying fine art lovely thank you and thank you so much for agreeing to do this of course um i know that you guys listen to podcasts which are a little bit different uh to this one uh and we won't be talking in that way uh over the next uh 10 20 minutes so okay what i want to start off by asking you is about your perception of what work is all about so what do you know about the world of work from the adults around you what have you learned over the years I feel like it's difficult to, I, f- I feel like I have a very like limited view because growing up all that you really have is kind of your parents yeah. and then like teachers. Yeah. Like, so for me, for ages, I was like, I don't know, I just want to be a teacher because that's kind of all you know. And I'm like, I get it. I get what they do because yeah. you see it every day. Um, and like, if you ask me to explain my mum's my job, I'd be like, I don't really know what she does like day to day. It's just weird like that. But saying that I think also now a lot of people are getting kind of understanding of the workplace and stuff through more kind of social media Um, because there's more people posting and stuff Mm -hmm. about things like that which is cool like there's a lot of like really like niche jobs and stuff that I've seen on TikTok like you come to fall into a rabbit hole oh yeah people do like day in the life of like yeah yeah it's cool but then also on the same side of that then it leads a lot of people being like oh this person's job is like their job is TikTok or YouTube or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So the day in the life thing, what kind of stuff does that I've not heard I've seen a lot of teacher ones where they okay. go, this is my day in the life. They wake up like really early and then <laughs> plan lessons. And yeah. then obviously they don't film like the kids and that. Yeah. But then they film themselves like saying, oh, I did this marking. I did this grading, stuff like that. Ah, okay. See, I was, I get, I don't get, I get like people's weird like niche jobs. Like there's a guy who's, whose job is he looks after cows' hooves. Oh. And he'll do <laughs> no, it's good. That's, that's, cool. that's his whole job. So he's like, like medically, he looks after them, and he explains like about wow. there's like white line defects in these hooves, and it's what he does all day. But like, I would never know about that job. But like, I like it. Yeah, we should have led with that. Yeah, <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. And he does like he does like videos of him doing it, explaining what he's doing. He's like, oh, there's a she's oh, got yeah, a rock cool. in it. Oh. oh. So nice. you, you get to know, like, different jobs, I guess, with that kind of thing, weird jobs like that. Yeah. Hoof cleaning and teaching. Yeah. <laughs> That's the option. Yeah. That's the options you have. Bethan, any thoughts? Um, I mean, I think my view of the world of work is still very, like, that of a child in just that, like, oh, everyone's a bit scared of their boss. Work is quite hard. <laughs> Which, to be yeah. fair, when I had a job, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm scared of my boss and work is quite yeah. hard. Yeah. Okay, okay, fair enough. So thinking about kind of different careers, 
And so, Elle, you're going to go and do something with cow's hooves. Um, <laughs> or be a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll teach. You could teach cow hooves. <laughs> yeah. I'll teach people how to clean cow hooves. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, if that doesn't happen, yeah. have you got a plan B? Have you got any thoughts about careers? Is that, you know, what are the kind of conversations and things that you have around that kind of stuff? Or thoughts, if anything? Scary. <laughs> I don't... I think... I think my main thing is I I want to find a job that doesn't feel like I'm spending five days of my week just like mm. making money so I can eat, you know? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think a lot of the time when I think about work, I get really like anxious and also a bit like angry because I'm like, I don't want to do that. I want to like live life, yeah. you know? I want to be able to do the things that I enjoy and like see the people people that I like seeing and stuff. But, you know, you can't do that without money and you can only get money with a job that's kind of how it feels a lot okay. mm. yeah yeah I think my main thing is I genuinely have no idea what I want to do but mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things I want to do something that makes the world a bit better mm. yeah. and that can obviously be so broad like there are so many jobs that will help people just a little bit yeah because mm. I'd rather do something that isn't hurting anyone obviously like yeah. making the yeah. world worse like I always want to okay it is that thing yeah. it's like it's a it's like a cliche but it's the whole thing of like oh if you find a job that you like love you'll never work a day in your life that yeah. kind of thing but that is like so yeah. much easier said than yeah done. obviously that's an exaggeration like, yeah it, yeah i'm mm. fully prepared for it to feel like a job but mm. you don't want to feel like you're making the world worse in what you're doing I yeah think. okay uh, that's really interesting so it's kind of thinking about your values and what's Mm -hmm. important to you Mm -hmm. um and I have to say when I first started work I mean I hadn't had any thoughts around stuff Mm -hmm. like that it was like literally out of university I need some money started Mm -hmm. temping kind of fell into Mm -hmm. each other there was no big plan or anything Mm -hmm. and it is one of the things that people say about your generation and and probably kind of late millennials as well is this kind of stuff around values and what's Mm -hmm. important to you so you've talked about, you know, having that work-life balance and you've talked about making the world a better place. Is there anything else that's important? If you were thinking about, like, the kind of organisation you wanted to work for, is there anything in terms of, you know, the kind of values that... Because organisations, I don't know if you've seen mm-hmm. this stuff, so lots of organisations have values, like, mm-hmm. this is what we stand for, right? Um, and a lot of that... I, I think is marketing speak so they yeah. stick it on yeah. all their adverts and you don't actually know if that's how it is yeah um what we do at ask is really or like all the stuff that all the learning and development stuff that we do we design it around those values so we're really yeah. helping mm-hmm. to kind of embed that so what kind of values would you want to see in an organization that you want to work for I think that Obviously, it's a thing that a lot of businesses say but don't really do is mm-hmm. actually yeah. caring about the people. Okay. Because yeah. I think part of the like kind of like hellish idea that you have in your head is feeling like just a cog in a machine where yeah. Yeah. your boss doesn't really care about you. You're just one person who goes and writes emails and then goes home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like a workplace that's centered around the people in the sense that when people have different needs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not just, no, this is the job, we tell you how to do it. It's, yeah. mm-hmm. oh, if you need to have a break where others might not need a break, then you do that because that makes you more efficient. Things yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. So respect for the people and yeah. trust. A, a lot yeah. of that comes yeah. down to trust, doesn't it? definitely. Yeah. And I think we're seeing that a lot. It's really interesting with the move 
after the pandemic when obviously everyone was working at home mm. and then there's organisations now that are saying everyone have to come back and a mm. lot of that is because yeah. they don't trust their people. Yeah. yeah. I think as well there's a lot of there's a lot of things, especially after COVID, with, you know, people would be given their work to do from home. And now that they're at home for whatever reason, they'd, you know, do all of that work in, you know, three hours when mm. it would normally be like an eight hour work day. Yeah. And it's that thing of like, even if, for example, someone is paid by the hour, mm. I, re- I do think that they should be paid by, you know, the quality of work that they're doing. Yeah rather than just like oh you finished that three hours cable you've still got however many more left so we'll give you more because that's what like burns people out yeah 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 and it motivates people to not work how they want to work like if you want to work crazy for three hours and then have a break if you're going to complete the same amount as if you like half-assed it for a day yeah Yeah, exactly gosh motivational theory you are tapping into a lot of stuff that we talk about at work um which I haven't filled you in on, have I? This is not, I haven't. No, I have no idea what, what is that. <laughs> Motivational theory. It's kind of the stuff that you're talking about, right? Yeah. So I mean, I've heard about yeah. it when you've spoken about it in the past, about yeah. like money doesn't really motivate people. It's about like doing what they care about and stuff. You might call it the just theory of motivation. The motivational yeah. theory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly it's that. So, so yeah, so it, it is about like learning stuff. It's about mm. having autonomy, so some mm. control over what you do so um this is a uh, some work that comes from a guy called daniel pink um and also that sense of purpose so yeah. it's not just about money yeah mm-hmm. yeah um so now here's a question what do you think about the concept of working at the same place for your whole career when i started work that was the norm mm-hmm. right so you had a job for life yeah so the climbing up the ladder thing. Exactly. Yeah. That. Yeah. yeah. What do you think I was, about that? I was trying to think about that, and it's so hard to conceptualise because that is longer than our entire lives so far. Yeah. Of yeah. Yeah. Like, how yeah. can I possibly imagine spending more than nineteen years somewhere? I haven't. I've only lived nineteen years. Yeah. But, like on the surface, it feels really odd to think that what I, what would suit me and what I'd be good at at twenty five is going to be even similar to what I'm going to be good at at fifty five. That is yeah. such a good point because lots of organisations struggle with this because mm. that whole thing about, you know, we train people and we invest in them and then they leave and it's kind of like, but but they're not thinking about the flip of that, are they? Yeah. In yeah. that Actually, you might not be the right person yeah. for yeah. that role because, in yeah, five, like, ten years. I feel years. like, as obviously it's a generalisation, but younger people tend to be better at things like impulsive decisions, things like that, yeah. where in like a job, if you needed to take risks, things like that, mm. yeah. you get older, you get wiser, but then you think more about your decisions, which is yeah. better for some jobs, worse for others. Like, yeah. it doesn't make sense to me to stay. Yeah. No, that, yeah. And I've never thought about it in that way, actually. Mm. That's, uh, mm. organisationally, it makes sense that you're not holding on to people that don't necessarily want to be there and aren't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's weird. I think we have, like, the same view but in like a different way of that because for me I feel like like staying in the same place would kind of feel almost like a a comfort because like Mm. it's like you know what it is it's also like the sense of stability that you get from that like even though it's happening a lot at the moment I think it's rare that people actually want to constantly be changing jobs and finding something else Mm. and things like that because you don't get that same like stability from it um, but at the same time, with the thing of like people change as they grow, I think a lot of the issue is people are changing and the world is changing, generations are changing, whereas 
there's a lot of businesses and corporations with the way that they do things that don't change around it. Yeah. They yes. just leave themselves behind. They're like, this is what we, this is what works once. Yeah. And so that's what we're going to continue doing. But it's like, if you were to do that in medicine or science, like, mm, yeah. sure, something something works, like, good enough. Like, when, I don't know, other things, medicine <laughs> things first came about, they're like, yeah, it worked. Like, um, what's it, what's it, what's the thing that knocks you out? I've had it. Anesthetic. Anesthetic. When yeah, anesthetic yeah. first came about, they were like, it's great, it works, it knocks you out. Um, yeah, and like killing people left, right and centre, I swear. Yeah, I mean, everything has side effects. But, you know, it worked. It worked. And they could have just stopped there and been like, mm, it's working. Yeah. But, like, they, you progress it as yeah. you find out new things. You don't just find something that is good enough and then stop. Mm. Yeah. And, again, that is something that we're talking a lot about in work because... As, as organisations get bigger and they have mm. all these processes and procedures mm. and stuff, it's really hard for them to be agile, to be able to move that quickly. Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't know if you guys remember Blockbuster, Woolworths, yeah. is that? Yeah. Blockbuster, so it didn't move yeah. quick enough. And that's what happens. But that's there, mm-hmm. there's some really good analogies there around, yeah, we don't use the same medicines and stuff yeah. that we used yeah. 100 years ago. Um, so... There are lots and lots of stereotypes mm. about Gen Z. Okay, what stereotypes do you know? What's true and what's not? What are the ones that annoy you? The one that first came to mind was Gen Z being very woke. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and I have many thoughts on that. Yeah. Because it's a thing that older people just like to... Not Obviously not all older, older people. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> like to, <laughs> generally. Yeah, like to throw around. Yeah. Um, like oh it's PC culture like we can't do anything like how we used to do Mm. but I think it's another way of treating businesses as like a machine rather than a group of people yeah yeah because no matter who you're dealing with even if it's someone that needs certain accessibility things Mm. or someone that doesn't making it more accessible for them is never going to be a bad thing no mm, yeah. yeah you're absolutely right yeah like there are so many things that will cost a business nothing will probably make it a lot more effective yeah the only thing that changes is that we have to change our mindset a little bit mm. yeah. and be a bit more patient with people yeah and i just really don't understand why people can't get behind that you know yeah. what's weird with that i literally yeah. i read an i read an article that literally said that gen z sees the world with like rose tinted glasses mm-hmm. and it's weird because on one people say that but then they're like oh gen z is also like too woke like they're so woke and it's kind yeah. of it's very much like because the thing is as well, speaking about not not only older generations generally, but like younger generations generally. But I'd say that generally we we don't see the world through rose tinted glasses at all. Because not only with even more like like media and communication than ever, like mm. like just scrolling through TikTok, we see like hundreds of people and all of their yeah. different opinions in one yeah. day. Whereas normally you you know you'd like hear like one person yeah, and read that, the newspaper you know yeah, yeah that yeah. kind of thing yeah. um but it's it is that kind of thing i think there's like yeah there's a weird thing of like oh you're woke and sensitive and stuff yeah but yeah. i think there's for example yeah, yeah for example with like greta thunberg she's there's an issue in the world and she's like i want to change this no one else is doing it so i'm gonna yeah. do that yeah but then everyone is like you're shut up you're like being sensitive you're doing yeah. this you're doing yeah. that but then as soon as something is ignored or, like, we try and see the world in a better light, everyone's like, you're just, like, you're not being realistic. Yeah. Yeah. You just, There's yeah. a big... It's very, like, 
you can't double edge, was it double edged sword yeah, yeah, yeah. where like yeah. they say like oh like grow up and then we try and grow up and say oh like 16 year old should have the vote and they go no you're too young yeah too young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah literally yeah. it's just kind of, it's very much i think like it feels a lot like oh whatever you do you can't really yeah. win yeah. which i think is also where a lot of kind of issues and stuff has just come from because mm. it it does get to a point with a lot of like social issues that what it's like it is like um yeah it's whatever you do you can't win so that's why people riot mm. yeah you know that yeah, kind yeah, of thing yeah. and sorry no carry on. um also i just think that it feels like it's very old now like every single time there's a new generation all mm. the older ones start yeah. getting angry absolutely they're trying to change things and you yeah. kind of think like this has been going on since people were a thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> surely we've learned by now that normally the next generation in general gets it better than the one before yeah and mm. we should follow that yeah no i i mean so for my generation as gen x going into the workplace the um the stereotypes were that we all drank coffee we spent loads of times in uh, time in coffee um shops watching mtv all the time because that was the <laughs> new thing so we all sat watching you know thriller videos on mm. a loop um and yeah it's every generation does seem to they forget don't they that yeah. they were young ones yeah. and people are coming in with new ideas mm. and and that phrase you you used it there you know um somebody has said that to me in a, in a workshop before you can't say anything anymore and it frustrates me it's like mm. well actually if you can't say it now you probably shouldn't have been saying it no, yeah. 20 30 years ago you were ago. still hurting people then they just didn't have the yeah. ammunition to do it's not yeah. it's not that you can't say it now it's just now you say it you get repercussions exactly because that. people have yeah. the confidence and the like the language independence yeah. to to be able to speak up about it whereas before it would just be you'd say it it would do the same damage mm. but you wouldn't know about it exactly yeah, yeah. So what other stereotypes? I was trying... I guess there's a lot of, like, stuff about, like, we're always on our phones yeah. kind of thing. Lazy which, again, is... As well. Yeah, lazy is a big thing. Lazy? Yeah, yeah. massively. It's, like, they're so lazy, like... Yeah. There's so many, like, Gen Zs, like, that's why they're complaining about money, but no, none of them want to get a job, and if they do, they spend yeah. all their money on, like, takeaways or whatever. It's, it's the whole thing so of, like, like that. boomers who go, like... My first job paid me one pound an hour, yeah. and then I bought a house. And we're yeah. like, well, you just can't do that anymore. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and I have to say, knowing you and and your friends, I don't think that you spend excessive amount of time on the phone. And I certainly no. wouldn't say you're lazy either. Right? Oh, I, I again, it's a massive generalization. Yeah. Well, yeah. Also, you can't. A generation is a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. That, we're not yeah. going to have very much in common at all. Like with yeah. everyone. Yeah. And yet. Well, this is, again, something we talk about in our training, that people do act on these stereotypes, you know. Yeah. So, um, okay, any any good ones? Are there any, are uh, any positive ones? I really struggled to think of any good ones. Yeah. I guess individuality. I think, Jen, yeah, I actually. mean... I don't know, because, like, obviously I think that because I know the people in my own generation. Yeah, I but think there's like, a big thing with freedom of expression now. Yeah, I yeah. think people yeah. are much more kind of confident i guess to be themselves yeah. whatever that means there are many many more people who dress differently to others yeah. or, and act yeah. differently and you know aren't scared to do that i have to say i do i work with grads i work with apprentices and obviously we talk as well <laughs> um the whole i the the thing that really makes me positive and optimistic about the future is the grasp that i see 
um, your generation having around issues around diversity and inclusion. Mm-hmm. And, and I think part of that, and tell me if I'm wrong, but I think from a, from an early age, because of things like you know social media and stuff, mm. you, your world growing up was so much bigger than it was for me. Yeah. yeah. So so there is less um, stigma around difference and stuff. So and, and again, a lot of people say about social media, you know, that's mm-hmm. you know no attention span, yeah. and they're always. But actually, I think that's a positive. Yeah. Bit of going off that as well, I think. The, it's the kind of thing with the whole like wokeness thing this like oh you what like gen z doesn't ever like gen z doesn't ever like shut up about the mm. things that are wrong and i'm like well exactly no yeah. like, if something's wrong you shouldn't shut up about it mm, until no. it's better yeah i think just a lot of the issue is that people who these issues don't affect yeah. are just like oh i don't really care privilege yeah, mm. yeah it is very much a lot like that but i also think with gen z a lot of the difference is you'll see people like campaigning for like change about issues that don't affect them. Yeah. You know, there mm. are a lot of, for example, with the um, uh, Black Lives Matter protests of 2020, mm. um, there were so many like white people there protesting alongside mm. the people of colour. Yeah. And I also think that is a new thing that is amazing because I think people of our generation are kind of understanding a lot that a lot of the time if it's someone who is um, like marginalized, people mm. aren't gonna listen to them. However, when yeah. someone with su- different privilege yeah. speaks up on their behalf, they get listened to. And it's kind of like, um, it's like that, like I saw on, I think it was TikTok or something. I think it was a clip from something, but um, it was about how, um, so there was a black man and a gay woman and the man and the black man would say like, this is what's happening with gay people, mm. like, oh, this, this, this. And then the woman would say the same about this is what's happening with people okay. of colour. And it's really, it, it made a really good point of, like, people don't like to listen to the people who are suffering, but mm. that doesn't mean that... I think that just encourages us to help each other. So the allyship piece. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool, thank you. Um, what impact do you think the pandemic has had on on you guys, on your generation, on how you view working. It's such a, yeah. and I think a lot of the time, us, you know, older people in work forget, it was such a big proportion of your lives yeah. so far. Um, and so what, two, three years where yeah. you kind of cut oh, off? Yeah, they're, so like, they important really, years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So for, for me, it was like 14 to 16, mm. which especially is the age, like as a teenager, that you start like, growing up a bit more you know that's kind of of the ages where people think of as like a classic kind of angsty teenager kind of thing like you know you start misbehaving a little bit stuff like that but it's kind of like we were just locked in for ages and then all of a sudden released into the world like that's the age like 16 17 that like summer's age everyone started going to like reading festival and things Mm. but none of us had like any experience we didn't have any time to figure it out yeah so it's just like you were just thrown into the deep end straight away and was just like okay keep up with it yeah but i think it is also quite, I find that it feels sometimes quite clear with people now, like our age, that I'm like, yeah, I can tell that we missed out on mm. a lot of just growing up and like yeah. life lessons, yeah. stuff like that. Mm. Is there anything that we as adults or workplaces can do about that? Do you think? I think I like obviously a massive thing out of coming out of the pandemic was just being so grateful for social interaction. Yeah. So any kind of workplace promoting like 
actually having like a team dynamic like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah being yeah. friends basically yeah. yeah exactly yeah would i think be helpful and understanding as well mm-hmm. stuff yeah. like that like no matter how kind of capable a person seems or how well they did when they first started working there i think it's really important to understand that if that normally if there is someone who is amazing at their job and is great and never seems to fail a day it is normally like for everyone it's some sort of front you know mm, yeah yeah they're not it's nobody does that with no effort nobody can just do things so amazingly and always be on time with like no effort everyone mm. is trying so hard to do that yeah. and i think when people fail to meet those requirements they don't need punishing and things like that or punishing yeah. and threats they need helping yeah. you know that has actually been something that i've been thinking about quite a lot and talking to to different clients about I really, really do think, and there's lots of research that kind of backs this up now, there's a lot of very, very tired people out there right now. Yeah. Absolutely exhausted. Because we came out of COVID and all of a sudden it's like, right, back to real life then, like you said. Right, now you can go and be a teenager. Now you have to meet all your targets again. Now, you know, and, and... like that mental health, mental health mm-hmm. issues, and I do think that your generation t- certainly talks about this in a in a way that yeah. mine never did. Yeah. You know, we just didn't talk about stuff like that. Um, and again, I don't know what the answer is. I think the world needs like a month off. Yeah, just switch off. You know what? Always it baffles me. I've like it's for since forever how so I'm like okay, say with school, which is kind of all we know at the moment mm-hmm. is school is. You, you know, you get however many weeks of school and then a half term and then yeah. Easter off and then it's always the big summer holiday, the big summer holiday, we have to mm. do anything, get a whole thing off. Work, none of that. What, like two <laughs> weeks, like a holiday leave or whatever. Yeah. I don't, I genuinely, I cannot <laughs> comprehend how like anyone can do it. I don't get it. Because I'm yeah. like, uh, yeah, you get like, some people get like weekends off, but you need to do your washing and like the groceries. <laughs> yeah, I can't, true. I can't like mentally comprehend yeah. it. I'm like, how on earth? Yeah, that's scary. Like what, like what if I want to like go see you somewhere? What if you move to the other end of the country and I want to go see <laughs> That you? won't happen. Well, yeah, then Because like, I don't think either of you are allowing that. No, no, no absolutely not. Um, yeah, I'd say... Um, with, I feel like a lot of companies will do the like bare minimum of, guys, I know that it was so hard for you during COVID, but mm. they don't do anything about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go, I understand that you're struggling. Anyway. Mm. They, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, like, actually thinking about, okay, how does this affect people? Things mm-hmm. like, obviously, working from home, you can get very lonely. Yeah. Also, a lot of people found that when they were working from home, they were working way more than in the office because yeah. you miss out on the moments where you have a chat with someone yeah. or you walk yeah. somewhere else. Like, you're literally just sat on your computer all day. So I think actually thinking about the way that it has changed our lives and what we can do to make them better rather than Mm. just, oh, I know it sucks. Yeah, 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 I think a lot of the issue with that, at least from what I've seen, is that companies and businesses, a lot of the time, they are only thinking about like, for example, they're making a product. They're like, we need to produce Mm. this amount of products in a day, all of this, this, this. Like, we have targets to meet. But they forget that, those targets aren't going to be met by just pushing people to the yeah. to their limit because yeah. then they're not going to stay there. Those targets are going to be met slowly over time mm. by catering to people because that way they will work not yeah. only better but for longer and they'll be more enthusiastic about, you know, other things. But it's difficult because you can't... If you say to a business owner, like, 
if you do this, if you treat people this way, then they will make more product because mm. then the business owner will start treating people that way and be like, where's all the product? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, it's a yeah. slow process. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. seen loads of research as well about um, like four day work weeks yeah. and yeah. things like when people only work in the morning, like they go in, they actually work really hard because they mm. know that they only have to keep their brain active for a few hours. Yeah. They get the same amount of work done and then they have so much left of the day and they're yeah. happier. Yeah. 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 Like it's, it's just businesses ignoring the facts to be like, this is how we've done it and we know mm. that this works for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they they also know for a fact that, that it's not working for the people. That yeah. was like Wednesdays at school for us because we'd, ha- yeah. we'd always have the afternoons off and it, was, it would always be my favourite day and also I'd always <laughs> get the best work done yeah. on my on, Wednesday, on Wednesday morning. morning. Yeah. And That's then, interesting. Yeah, and then yeah, I'd come back here. We'd come back here and, yeah, and chill nice for a bit. After. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd have a nice <laughs> leisurely drive home and think about anything. Whilst I'm just sitting there on my laptop. Yeah, walking quietly to not interrupt <laughs> yeah. you yeah what was it you always you said to me whenever you came in the house I was online saying I'm just gonna put you yeah. into a breakout room <laughs> I'd walk in every okay. time be quiet it was on a call you go okay guys I'm gonna put you in separate break rooms and then you come out and be like I'm so tired <laughs> every, time. every time what okay so just to talk about what we do at Ask what kind of expectations if any do you have of kind of learning and training at work um yeah so when I was thinking about this one the main thing that came to mind was just patience Mm. because when I was working literally just in a shop Mm. I remember literally on my first shift I couldn't quite figure out the till which is makes a lot of sense because I'd never used it you've never done one before Mm -hmm. and the woman training me was getting so frustrated she was oh just let me do it like Mm. and just the whole time I worked there I just didn't quite trust her because she was angry at me for not knowing how to do something I hadn't been taught to do. Yeah. Whereas the other people were so patient with me and taught me how to do it. And then I got good at it because that's how things work. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think, yeah, just general like patience and understanding. Is there anything, because obviously you, have, you guys have spent the last, what, 14, 15 years learning, right? Mm-hmm. How do you view learning once you're in a job? Do you, is it kind of, do you think, oh, I'm going to get to work and then I'll just learn enough and then I can stop? Or I want to keep learning. I want to keep doing different stuff. It definitely depends on the job. But Mm. I think a lot of the thing about learning, not just learning as a whole, Mm. is once you've learned something, I think that should never, ever be, okay, that's now true in my head. It should always be, okay, I know this fact that I perceive as true for now, but that could change. Mm. Things aren't always going to be the same as what I have been taught that they are. Yeah. you know stuff like that and I think that applies very much also to the workplace yeah with changes and yeah just things like that it's very important to have a have an open mind to keep on learning even yeah. when it's something that you think you already know okay mm-hmm. cool okay any thoughts um kind of just I don't know with school it's very much like you build up to exams and then everything's yeah. over and you don't have to remember that ever yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, yes. yeah. um, obviously a job is different in that you're learning every day and you're always building on that skill set. Mm-hmm. So in some ways that seems more exciting because it's yeah, not yeah. like building up to one horrible month and then you, you yeah. think about it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Saying yeah. that though, I do really miss school. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Um, right, okay. Final question. Mm-hmm. What message would you like to give workplaces about your generation? I think just in general that I don't think any 
group of people is inherently different from another and yeah if we just keep treating each other with patience and kindness then yeah. we can't really go that far wrong yeah i've literally yeah. just written like just be kind like literally <laughs> yeah. just think about a person yeah just think about what they're trying to do because at the end of the day everyone is not only just trying to survive but trying to survive to be happy you yeah. know that's what that's all everyone everybody wants mm. you know and that looks completely different for everybody but nobody is going to be able to do that without kind people around them like supporting mm. them mm. Mm. i think there's a lack thank of that you. at the moment thank Ooh. you so much mm. thank you for having us that fun. has been so interesting and i am very hopeful uh for the future uh with with young people like you around so yeah. thank you very very much Thanks.